0: What I Meant to Say podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, founder of Be Better Media and a mom of four, passionate about human connection. Throughout my journey, I have experienced many What I Meant to Say moments, but since life doesn't give us do-overs, I've created a space to reflect and tell our stories again with a little more grace for ourselves and the hope that we can help others and be better for having listened. Okay, today I'm talking with holistic nutritionist and owner of In Balance Studios, Hope Pedraza. I was intrigued by Hope's coaching style because of the way she integrates the principles of human design into functional exercise and nutrition to help her clients achieve not only their wellness goals, but understand themselves on a deeper level. Well, I'm so excited to get going today on our What I Meant to Say conversation. Um, I'm here with Hope Pedraza, and um, Hope is a certified holistic nutritionist, nutrition coach, Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner, as well as a comprehensively certified Pilates instructor and founder of InBalance Studio. She helps women heal their body, repair their gut, and balance their mind and live in alignment. Hope is also a host of the fast-growing podcast, Hopeful and Wholesome. So thanks so much for being here with us today, and um, I love the name of your podcast. Oh,
1: thanks, Wendy. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So give us a little background. Tell us how you got started on this uh, nutrition journey.
1: Yeah, so um, it really started out with kind of like my journey through movement. I grew up as a dancer. I started dancing when I was like three years old and danced all the way through high school, college, Um, and kind of just got me on track to just be really fascinated with the human body. I, you know, I loved movement and I loved learning about movement. And, um, I think, you know, I, I started, I kind of led me into where I am with my studio in balance. It, as you know, I started teaching Pilates when I was in college because it just lent to my dance, you know, career. And, um, you know, some years later I got the opportunity to open a studio. And so when I opened my studio, I Initially, it was like you know, I'll just have a place where I can offer all of these kind of mind, body, movement, you know, classes in one spot. And then as as it kind of grew and evolved, I um, I realized that you know, there's this piece missing. I'm sorry, I'm choking. Oh, good, take some water. <laughs> Thank God for editing. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> no worries. Yeah, um, so I realized that there's this piece missing, and you know, in order to give the women who are coming into my studio this comprehensive experience, I really had to connect the nutrition with the movement. And, you know, I hear the ladies talking to each other in the studio and they are doing this diet and that diet. And I'm like, like, no, like this is, this is not how we do things. Like this is, this is not right. And so I wanted to be able to offer them, you know, a certain level of support so they could get like actual nutrition, uh, nutritional information and support and accountability and like a real sustainable way. Um, so I initially just started my nutrition journey, just as I just did like this online nutrition coaching certification. I'm like, Oh, I'll just get some basic information and start there. And, and then, you know, as, as I grew and evolved as a person, i I grew and evolved as, you know, as nutritionist. And so I kind of further my education doing this two-year diploma program to get my, to become a certified holistic nutritionist. And then going on to become an FDMP, I just, you know, the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn and to just be able to go deeper and deeper with the clients that I had and to offer them, you know, the deepest level of support and to be able to approach all of these like things that they were dealing with in their body from a functional level. So yeah, that's how I got here.
0: I love that functional approach because I think there's so many different, obviously as humans, like there really isn't the one way that works for everybody and what, depending on age and activity level and, you know, even within a hormone cycle, like there's so many different things that work for nutrition and it's so easy to get frustrated. And I love that you've talked about um, that sustainable long-term path to feeling good rather than being... I, I think it's so fleeting when we're trying to be motivated by like what we look like. It's yeah. so much more, it's so much deeper. It's so much the, the feeling better. That's what's always motivated me yeah. as an yeah. athlete. And yeah. there's such so many parallels between, you know, dancing and, and yeah. sports. I mean, once you, you get on this journey and you hear like behind the, the, the work that goes in that the, the stress that you have on your body and the ways that we can use Um, you know, functional movement and nutrition to help us recover Mm -hmm. from the really hard, you know, grind of whatever sport you're playing or dance or, so I I totally see how you got down that path.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And um, there was another thing about um, your uh, profile that I I noticed. So you got into human design and I've had a little bit of background in human design. And when I when I look, first learned about it, and then I've taken a couple more classes and kind of done some workshops, and I, it's fascinating. But so it, many it people works. have not heard about it, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so, tell me a little bit about one how you got into human design, and then if you could give people a background on what that is if they've never heard about it before.
1: Yeah, yeah. So same as you, I, I first I first found human design. I don't know, I guess now it was a few years ago. I, I was working with this spiritual coach. It was like this, like business course. And she kind of tied in some like spiritual pieces. And this little piece of it was human design. And she didn't go into like detail about it, but it was just a piece. And that was enough to just like you, I was just totally fascinated by it. Like this is completely like blowing my mind. And so I kind of got into it there. And then I kind of on my own, I kind of dove into it a little bit more. And I connected with this girl, um, who now I just love. And she, um, did a couple of readings for me. We kind of like dove deep into my profile. And then I ended up deciding, like, I wanted to do a, a certification for myself. Cause so I'm like, this, this is transformational. Like this is powerful. And I, you know, when I was doing it myself, I, I, it sounds so cheesy when I say it, but I felt like I was meeting myself for the first time. Like I was like, this is the validation I need. Like, this is me, like this who is, I was designed to be. And, and there's all these pieces and parts that we feel like we have to apologize for, or, change because it's not what, you know, other people or society would ever think we should be. And it's like, you learn this part of human design. It's like, no, I was, this is how it was made. Like cue lady Gaga. Like I was born this way. Like, this is me, like, this is, this is who I am. And I just, I just loved it. And so for me, I, as I dove into it for myself, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm meeting my clients where they are in terms of like their wellness. And there's this piece to human design where when, when you look at human, this is how I see it anyway, when you're looking at human design through wellness, through like the lens of human design, mm-hmm. you know, we spend a lot of our lives being and doing things, being people that we weren't meant to be, right? Doing things we, that we weren't designed to be. And we spend an excessive amount of energy doing that. And when we spend this excessive amount of energy, this is when we meet resistance, this is when we meet, you know, burnout and exhaustion because we're wasting this energy doing things in a way or doing things that, that we weren't designed to do and being things who we weren't designed to be. And so this is when disease sets in, you know, burnout leads to disease and inflammation and issues with your immune system. And so for me, it was all tied together. Like this alignment piece and being who you were designed to be with this wellness piece, to me, there was there's no separation. And so I wanted to be able to bring this To my clients and not this this is like this deep thing you know that i that i I lead with because we're leading with the function nutrition but i think it's an important piece because when you understand how your body works energetically and for those who don't i skipped over that piece you did ask me what human design is for those who don't know what human design is it is basically the energetic blueprint of your soul it is who you were you were designed to be so it, it incorporates things like astrology and the chakra system and um, like modern day, uh, you know, quantum physics and and all of these like modern day sciences with these ancient wisdom pieces together. And it is your energetic blueprint of your soul. So it's, it's who you were designed to be. And it teaches you, uh, you know, how you interact with the energy around you and how you make decisions and, and how, you know, you best flow through life. And so I wanted to bring this piece into my, you know, my function nutrition, because again, it's all about alignment. So we were, you know, we're working with wellness. It's like, okay, how can we heal your body so that your body is working in alignment? Well, now, you know, the soul and the body are not two separate things, like they're the same. And so let's kind of connect this body and soul piece and really understand how our body works and how our mind works and how our soul all, you know, works together with all of those pieces.
0: I think, yeah, it is so fascinating. And I encourage anybody, it's really easy to go get your human Mm -hmm. design chart. There's a lot of different places. There's apps and some websites. If you, if you look up human design, get your chart, it's easy and free just to get started. And it's so fascinating because it really, all of a sudden something lights up and you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's how I've always (laughs) felt energized or how I related to that. And it like you say, it's a little piece. And what I love about it is it's like, it's insight to how you came into the world. Mm -hmm. And yet it doesn't, it doesn't cancel out all the decisions and the choices and all the, all the choices we make in our life. You become, you're always evolving, but understanding that energetic piece of how we came in. I thought it was it was so eye-opening. Oh
1: yeah. 100%. And it gives you
0: so much freedom, right? Because you realize, oh, I work differently than them and mm-hmm. both ways are okay. Or it's all, okay. Yeah. It's all okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a projector and I can let you get into some of those. But w- yeah. that first time when someone said, Jack, you don't have sustainable energy. And I'm such a go-getter. I love to do things. Yes. But that permission to rest, yes. I used to feel so guilty about it.
1: Absolutely. And all of a
0: sudden I was like, oh no, that's just how I made it. And if I go take that little if I take mm-hmm. that rest, that's why I come back charging. Yep. Yep. You know, and I'm exactly. like, oh, no wonder I'm so fascinated with sleep and sleep science. <laughs> yes. Why I into that? It makes it, it just, it, it lights you up and it helps you understand yourself. Totally so, does. so and how that, do you use, um, I, well, I'll let you get into, um, you know, ex- explain how you use that with your clients. Yeah. And maybe I know there are four different types. There's so much to human design, but yes. You know, the basics of how you use that with your clients, yeah, yeah. functional nutrition. Yeah. Really interesting. I
1: can, so I can go through the main types and kind of just like the basics of how, you know, they work, like the wellness piece works within them. If that, if that yeah, works that for you. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, so, so first, so I'll, I'll kind of go through the list. So there's five main types. One of them is kind of a combination of, of two, and it's kind of a one that was kind of added after the fact, um, after this, this whole method was created. Um, So we'll start with the generators. So generators are like the creators. They are the energizer bunnies. They are here to. They have a lot of energy they have, and then they have the capacity to sustain this energy. Um, And kind of like what you were saying as a projector, like, you know, you don't have the same energy, right? There's, they're completely different energies. So with the generator, they are here to, to bring pleasure and satisfaction to everything that they do. And so If, if they are doing something that does not give them pleasure or satisfaction, then move on to the next thing. So, and that's really how they sustain their energy. They're doing things that basically anything that's pleasurable, fun, that brings them joy. So they are meant to go to exhaustion. So a lot of times when I, you know, I talk to my generator clients and they're having trouble falling asleep or whatever, like, okay, did we get all of our energy? It's like a puppy. Like, did you get all your energy out today? Right? (laughs) Like, did you get it all out before you hit the bed? And, and that's important for them. They are meant to go to exhaustion, to get all of their energy out, to clear everything out before they hit the bed. Um, it's with their workouts, the same thing. So doing workouts that really get them to that point of exhaustion, things that, that they enjoy, but they get to that point where they've expended all of their energy. Um, and, you know, taking a minute to kind of like get all their energy out, decompress before they hit the sack. Um, the the next type is manifestors. So this is a pretty small percentage of the population and where generators are like the people who get things done. Manifestors are like the idea people. They have the ideas and they, they bring to light. They're like these, these visionaries and they are here to really activate the people around them. So they have the ideas they bring it to the generator, the generator gets it done. So their energy is going to be a little bit different they're a little bit more independent in terms of their energy and they don't have that sustainable energy that generators have. And so their, their energy kind of comes in phases. So they might have this phase where it's like an action phase where they're kind of getting things done, but then they move from that to more of like a transition phase or to a resting phase. And so they have to kind of be mindful of what action phase that they're in and eat and exercise accordingly. So it really, there is this piece, and I'm sure we'll touch on this too, but there's this piece of intuitiveness that comes into all of this, and really tuning into your intuition, and and understanding like where you are, and and kind of making decisions that way. Um, But your, so so for manifestors, um, eating and exercising in terms of where they are in these um, phases, and then protecting their energy. So Um, I know it's not always possible, but I do something and I learned this when I was doing my certification that, you know, manifestors are sensitive to other people's energy. So if you are, if you have a partner who is a man, who is a generator or a manifesting generator, it can be really draining for you. So like sleeping in the same bed with them or sitting close to them on the couch all the time can be like just totally draining. So making sure you take time to like, let me step away. I found that so
0: interesting yeah. because when I did the work with the spiritual counselor and and he said he goes, hey, you're meant to sleep alone. And I was like, What? <laughs> what is that all about? And he's like, No, you pick up so much energy that mm-hmm. when it's time to sleep, like you're meant to sleep alone. Yep. Like, That's really fascinating. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> so, is it think, crazy? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
1: totally. But, totally. Yeah. And and then it's this same thing, kind of on that point where generators know they're meant to go to exhaustion, get all their energy out and then go to bed. Manifestors are, are meant to stop before they're exhausted. Once they get to that point of exhaustion, it's too late. Now they've, they've spent too much energy and it's gonna, t- it's gonna be that much harder for them to kind of like recharge. So manifestors are supposed to stop before they get too exhausted. And in terms of exercise, doing like maybe short little bursts of activity um, that kind of gets you to the point of exhaustion, but we don't wanna exhaust all the energy
0: like 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 a hit workout like or something like a hit like workout
1: that. right exactly yeah. yes kind okay. of short burst yeah yeah so the next type is a manifesting generator so kind of a combination for the two there are more generators than there are manifestors but they have kind of um you know each kind of those two parts fit together Now manifesting generators are, and and I, I say all this from experience, I'm a manifesting generator. And this is, this is the part where I'm like, you know, it takes some deconditioning, but then again, it's that validation where it's like, I'm not crazy. i just have a lot, you know, I have a lot of energy. So manifesting generators kind of like generators, but they have a lot of energy and they are here to do it all. They are here to multitask. They have a thousand different passions and they're meant to do all of them. So that was a big deconditioning thing for me is I have like so many irons in the fire and so many things that I'm passionate about. And for a while I was like telling myself like, no, you just got to pick one. Like just focus on one. You can't do it all. And I've had people tell me that like, you can't do it all. Manifesting trainers are here to do it all. So you don't have to apologize for that. You don't have to apologize for multitasking and for being multi-passionate. So because they have so much energy, manifesting generators, they have high caloric needs. They have a lot of energy. So that requires for them to put more energy into them. So that's kind of another deconditioning piece because you might be thinking like, oh, I'm eating too much. I'm eating more than this person. Like as a projector, may not have as much caloric needs because you have that energy that kind of comes in waves, right? Right. So it's kind of a deconditioning piece. Like you need more calories because you have more energy to put out. Um, And then with another thing with, with manifesting generators is they work, and do things in phases which for you know for a lot of parts of society we see this as being flaky but it's actually they're here to do what lights them up and when it doesn't light them up anymore they should move to the next thing because then they're going to be wasting energy doing things that doesn't light them up so this could be things like they ha- might have like workout phases they go through a, a running phase and a crossfit phase and a Um, you know, weightlifting phase. They go through these phases, It's same thing with food. So ride that wave, ride the wave, do it while it excites you. And then you can move on to the next thing. Like give yourself permission, like you were saying before, to like move on to the next thing. Um, restriction manifesting juniors do not do well with restriction at all. They do not like to be put into a box. So yes, yeah, super. I have restrictive. some children diets. that are manifesting. generators. going to ring some bells yeah. for you. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, you know, staying inside of a box, um, super restrictive diets, super restrictive, like exercise again, it's why we like to move in phases. We don't like to be put in a box. They don't like to be restricted. Too much structure can be really boring, we are meant to be out and about and do all the things.
0: <laughs> I love
1: it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so next is projectors. Which That's is me. you. Yeah. Yes. So projectors um, are so projectors have a lot of open centers, which, which this is like getting to a whole other thing, but just leaving that part here it's they are vulnerable to a lot of energy like you were saying you take on a lot of other people's energy and this can lead to exhaustion if 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 you're not careful with where you're doing that where you're taking that on so first and foremost it's, it's kind of being able to filter out like what's your energy and what's other people's energy and this is similar for reflectors which i'll get to in just a second um but with projectors because like you were saying your energy kind of goes away so you do best working for short spurts and then taking a nap taking a break taking a rest working for short sports three four hours taking a nap taking a rest give yourself permission to rest give yourself permission to nap give yourself permission to stop like that's how you work best because you have this energy that kind of moves and spurts eating what makes you feel light and vibrant um like small snacks throughout the day small portion sizes works better for your energy really big heavy meals can make you feel way down and tired does this ring Absolutely. a bell for you yeah Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah um and then and two like you saying give yourself take permission but but knowing that sleep you require more sleep than most other all the other really all the other types and so you know keeping yourself from getting the rest you need to really make you feel foggy and low energy and weighed down. And so just knowing that you need time to rest and you need to like honor that time for yourself. Yeah.
0: And I yeah. think just to draw it back to like the athletic lifestyle, I think this, it's such an interesting thing to weave into that because, it, it, what it's really reminding me of now is that we've always been taught that, you know, hard work, which there's always a place for hard work, but that, that like grind culture, you know, the struggle mentality, like it's all about how, how hard I work and knowing how best you work, honestly has been such a game changer for me, but you know, you find that flow so much faster when you understand your human design type because you can give yourself that break um and 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 really realize it's not a break it's just part of your process
1: exactly exactly that's exactly it and like you were saying before and understanding that your process doesn't look the same as other people's and that's okay like we're all here to play like a bigger like a small piece of the big puzzle right so it's everybody's journey is different Yeah. So the the last type is reflector. Now, this is a very small percentage of the population. Only 1% of the population is reflector. And they have all of their centers open, which means they are super sensitive to the energy around them. They take on everyone's energy and reflect it back to them. So they are really, they're literally reflecting other people's energy back to them. So reflectors, I find it really crucial for reflectors to find that intuitive piece. They're really going to have to tune into their intuition because it's going to require a little bit more like filtering out, right? Like what's your energy and what's other people's energy because they're so sensitive to the energy around them. Um they their environment, their community, their alone time, all of that's going to be super important. So for for my reflectors, I always tell them, you know, take time at the end of the day you need time to be by yourself. You need to take time to like shake off the energy of the day, let go of the energy of the day, like find yourself again before you go to bed. Otherwise you're swimming in other people's energy and it's just, it's not going to be a good situation for your sleep and for your rest and for your mental health. So finding, having like a safe space, like I encourage them, like, you know, have a space in your house, whether it's like a corner of your room, a corner of your house, something that's your alone space. This is my space. This is where I can go to like be quiet, sit still for a while, you know, everybody, you're not taking on anything else. Um, And, and kind of using that too, to, um, in terms of like food and exercise. So again, finding that kind of intuitive piece there, but, But knowing that your energetic requirements for food and exercise are going to depend on your energy for the day. So for example, if you're a reflector and you're around generators and manifesting generators all day, it's going to be exhausting for you. So you need to use that into maybe you don't do the high intensity workout that you really wanted to do at the end of the day. Like maybe you need something more like yoga or meditation to like calm yourself down and like decompress. But like using that intuitive piece where it's like, okay, my energy feels drained, let me honor that and do something lower intensity. Same thing with food. Maybe, um, you know, if you're feeling pretty good energetically, you can eat more higher calorie dense foods. If you're having a day where you feel drained, you've been around a lot of people, you've been around these high energetic people. Let's eat a little more light and vibrant food so that we don't feel heavy weighed down. So you're really going to have to pick up this, this intuitive piece to know what's supportive for your energy and to keep that consistent energy throughout the day.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering what are some of the, the functional things that you tell your clients to be able to learn how to read their energy?
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of a, it's kind of a tough thing to like teach people how to like be aware, right? Like you're teaching them how to listen to their body and stuff. And I, I start pretty, pretty basic with people. And so when I first start working with people, I have them do this little like food journal. And it's not just a food journal, like, hey, what did you eat today? But I make them, one of my clients sent it to like, I feel like I'm in a therapy session because I'm like, you're writing down their food, but it's like, how did you feel? How did you feel before you ate? how did you feel after you ate? What emotions did you have? Like, so it's, it's tuning into- emotions, feelings, all of those things before, during, and after they eat. And so I find a lot of times, you know, they'll fill in their first day's journal and it's like super quick. Like I felt hungry. I felt full. Like it's super basic. By the end of their food journal, they're like so detailed because they're realizing like, Oh wait, I did feel stressed before I ate. I was really mad at my kids. So then when I ate, I felt even more stress. And then I didn't you know, so there's like, all let's connect all these pieces. And it's just building that sense of awareness. I understand that my emotions and my feelings affect how my body feels it affects how my food is digested. It affects how that affects, you know, my body later on in the day, it, you know, all these pieces are connected.
0: Yeah. No. And so many of us, like there, there are different ways we respond to stress, mm-hmm. right? I mean, some people exactly. don't feel hungry and they they mm-hmm. walk away from food and then some mm-hmm. other others, when, when we're stressed, like that you eat more yep. and having that realization um, is it's so, it's really key. I've noticed it with myself, um, what i noticed was when i started sharing custody with my kids and i would eat differently when i had when they were there and i was like and oh my stress level like i was doing more things it, it's it's interesting to see the psychological effect that food it's not you know it it definitely is not something that is just to follow the list and yeah it yeah. really is bio, exactly. biology psychology yep so 100%. interconnected so um Yeah. And then the other thing I've been really fascinated with lately, and I've done a lot of work with um, is just gut health. And Mm -hmm. I know you're really into, you know, the microbiome and 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 how that can affect literally every area of your life. And I know this is something that's been coming on strong, you know, maybe the last, I'd say like five, 10 years, Mm -hmm. right? I think the Mm -hmm. first... When I read Wheat Belly was the first one that kind of got me going. And my youngest, we did a a gut clean out with him when he was four and now he's 15. And so just watching the way that that progressed for him, watching how, you know, certain foods and sensitivities and how that changed his gut microbiome, Mm -hmm. um, it really turned me on to what a massive change that can be. So I know you work with your clients to help them um, heal their guts. Yeah. But, um, what, what types of things do you see from, you know, when you have an when it's not as healthy to, mm-hmm. to thriving?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think one misconception that people have about gut health is that it's just like, if you're bloated or constipated, or you have diarrhea, like then my gut's messed up when there's so much more to it than that, mm-hmm. you know, virtually every hormone in your body is either produced or inhibited or somehow affected by your gut. So that means every process in the body, every messenger in your body is affected by your gut. So, you know, gut issues don't just show up as digestive issues. Gut issues show up as thyroid issues and hormonal issues and skin issues and joint pain and mood disorders. And I mean, you name it, it, it's all affected by the gut. And, and so I think first and foremost, and that's why I take, you know, the approaches that I always look at the gut first. Like you can tell me your hormones are out of whack. You can tell me you want to run a hormone panel. That's fine. I'll run it for you. But I really want to see what's going on in your gut. And so really it's, it's, it's understanding that, that typically it's somewhere in your gut that something is going on and then trying to figure out, you know, all the different ways, parts of the body that that is affecting. And so in terms of like, you know, gut health, we're, we're talking about the microbiome. It's such a complex thing. Um, you know, it's, it, so if, if you don't know for those listening, if you don't want the gut microbiome is it's all the bacteria, the enzymes, the uh, parasites, yeast, all the things that are going on in your gut, that's your gut microbiome. And, you know, a healthy gut microbiome has a good balance of good bacteria and bad bacteria. You know, we, we have a healthy mucosal barrier, a healthy gut lining. Um, and, and that's really what, but builds a healthy immune system, and you know, help you know, healthy adrenals and healthy thyroid and good hormone balance and all that stuff. It all it all starts from there.
0: And that and all so, translates. And that all translates to energy.
1: Yep, right? exactly, totally, hundred so, percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think something that's so interesting too is that when you say the, the whole the words "trust your gut" means so much more to me now, <laughs> right? Because knowing when, when all of, when, as I started to learn about this and they started calling your, your, your gut, your second brain, right? Mm -hmm. So that trust your gut is literally your body telling you what's right, what's wrong, what's the next choice and the food that you put into your system literally can impact your choices. Mm -hmm. I mean, your brain function, your, how, you know, how you get through your day And it just became such a powerful, I didn't realize that that was, I mean, the other, the enteric nervous system, right? That's like, everything comes back to our nervous system and how we're feeling. And I did not know until I started to help my son that, that, that was such a powerful part of, of how we feel.
1: And I think that's the other part too, is you mentioned the nervous system and that's a thing something else that I include a lot in, you know, my coaching is, is nervous system work. And, you know, the vagus nerve, which basically connects your brain to your gut, it affects your whole body. And so understanding how your, you know, your vagus nerve works and understanding how your nervous system works, all of that is going to affect everything that's going on in your body. And so knowing how to regulate your nervous system and to be able to like, do like, I, I talk a lot with my clients about like vagal toning exercises, things that help strengthen the vagus nerve.
0: What are some of those things that you work?
1: Yeah. Yeah. In? So, so things like, and these are all silly things that sound silly, but basically anything that gets the vocal cords vibrating is going to help tone your vagus. So things like gargling and humming, oming, if you've ever gone to yoga class and do the om, that's really to help with the vagal nerve and it helps, uh, you know calm the body creates that like calm nervous system um things like like cold therapy that that's good vagal turning so like cold plunge yeah, yeah yep. did you really that's Went awesome from the,
0: the infrared sauna working uh, well, up yes, the cold yes. shower. <laughs> i
1: always recommend oh my gosh it's so good uh, like cryotherapy like the place where i go to Manford. Found they have cryotherapy like things like like the colds the cold therapy is really yes. good for your bagel toning um, and then just overall, just for your nervous system, infrared sun is great. I love the infrared sauna. Good for detoxification, for your nervous system, all of that. It's all good. Yeah.
0: It's, it's interesting. And the, the other thing that I've stumbled on is that now that there really is so much out there on this topic mm-hmm. um, and there are so many things that we can do that figuring out what's right for you. And not feeling like you have to do all of it, it.
1: Mm -hmm. right. And getting that
0: overwhelm. So I do think that that's something to keep an eye on as if people are getting interested about this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, do your research, you know, try things and figure out what works in your daily routine and know that you don't have to do all of it to have some success, Mm -hmm. but really learning how to work with your nervous system. I mean, it's the key to sustainable success you know, and I know you run, you run, um, your own online business and as well as your Pilates studio. Right? Mm-hmm, right. So, I mean, you're, you're balancing a lot. So I'm sure a lot of the things that you do, you, you help your clients do, you do for yourself. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I've had to, you know, it, that's been a process too, for me. And, and, it, and even as, you know, knowing as a manifesting generator, I have a lot of energy, but, I, but I still have to take care of myself. And I think for that's something I've really had even I mean, I guess probably, especially the past few years where it's like, like I'm teaching all this stuff to my clients. Like I have to take care of, I have to lead by example too. And I have to take care of my body too, because, you know, burnout is a real thing and, you know, exhaustion is a real thing. And it's, you definitely have to take care of your body and take care of like this vessel to be able to really put forth the energy you want to, you know, fulfill the desires of your soul and all that. Like you have to protect your energy and you have to protect your body.
0: Yeah. So if you had some advice to give, um, you know, if someone came to you, um, women in particular, that obviously there's so much on our plates every day, whether it's, you know, work, family, kids, our hobbies that keep us sane, whatever that is, do you, um, how do you approach the, the borderline burned out woman?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. And I mean, honestly, I think, Every woman that I've worked with at some point is, you know, on some end of the spectrum in terms of like burnout and exhaustion, because I mean, you know, we can go so many different directions with this conversation, but I mean, you know, women, there's a lot of pressure on us and yes, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, but society puts a lot of pressure on us too. And so I think part of it is that we're expected to do everything for everybody all the time. And so I think first is that it's kind of addressing that piece where, um, like setting boundaries and understanding that we're not responsible for everybody. We're first responsible for ourselves. And then we're responsible for the other, you know, whether we have little humans at home or whatever, partners, spouses, whatever, but understanding that you have to set healthy boundaries with yourself and with your energy and taking responsibility for yourself first. And I think that's one thing that's, it's hard for, it's hard to teach that to women um, because, you know, a lot of us are really good at playing the martyr card. And then a lot of us too, we're just so, conditioned to do all the things all the time for everybody that we don't know, we don't know any other way to be, you know, that's just it. And so it's, it's a whole, it's definitely a deconditioning process where I'm encouraging, you know, we start small. Um, and I have one client and she's super busy. She's got kids, she's got a full-time job, her husband, a full-time job, you know, her kids are not, which, I mean, it's everybody, it's not just her, but for her, it's, that's one of the things where she just was like, well, I don't have time to do. Cause I would tell her, like, you know, massage and acupuncture and infrared sign, like all these things to help with your body. And she didn't have time. Okay. Well, how about we carve out like 10 minutes? Can you go for a walk? Cause they live on the beach. Can you go mm-hmm. for a walk on the beach for 10 minutes by yourself? Like, let's start there. So building in little small things can eventually build into bigger things. Well, now I feel like, okay, maybe I can go for get an hour massage next week. You know, like, let me build on that. So I think it's just yeah. understanding the boundaries and all that understanding that you have to take control or sensory for yourself first and then just building little pieces of these like I hate that word self-care it's so like I know it's so it It totally (laughs) is
0: overused these days it is is.
1: (laughs) but just finding those little pieces that you can integrate little chunks of of time for you and for your body take care of your mind and all of that into into your week
0: yeah yeah. And I'm so, I'm, I'm I'm a yoga instructor too. And I mm. I always think about what are the things that can get us back to our root, right? Because yes. I mean, there's so many of the, the things that we're walking around with are symptoms of yep. a root, a deeper root yep. issue, right? Yep. And so I love walking, that whole mm-hmm. concept of grounding and yes. and just giving us that time. Because what I think we don't realize is those times that we take out to take care of ourselves makes us so much more efficient in the time that we're you know running around and doing our grind and and getting you know checking the list and all of that stuff but that downtime otherwise you end up that that spinning your wheels one of the things that helped for me i don't know if you work in a home office or but i know you with your studio i get in an office was mm-hmm. to be able to like separate yes. time and we you know during covid people have and have even transitioned to still staying home mm-hmm. and i think it's such an interesting phenomenon because being able to say like having a start and a finish to things
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yep. you know a time and a place yep. rather than feeling like we have to be everything
1: mm-hmm.
0: everywhere all, all the, the time,
1: time. Yep yep and
0: sure. it's you know it's it is it's so often it's the little things mm-hmm. that you know it's that lead to the bigger the bigger yep. picture right yeah for sure hey I hope you're enjoying this chat as much as I am for more inspiring conversations go to be better with Wendy so um as far as what what type of work can people find you on online or or in your studio where are your studios located
1: yeah, so right now um, we're in San Antonio, Texas. I have two locations here. We I franchised just before COVID, and of course that just threw a wrench in oh and those plans. Goodness. So, but I mean, we still have plans. I'm still, I franchised, but we had, you know, plans to grow more than we did, but we have opportunities for franchise if anybody is looking to open their own Pilates of studio. But right now we're in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and then, you know, we have, you know, per COVID, we also have like a virtual membership for people um, to do that. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and people
0: can do nutrition, human design and
1: Pilates or, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of have them as two separate businesses, but they integrate them together, you know, as, as much as possible. So I do have my online business. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. If people want to find me, I'm at the hope Petraza. Um, but I do have opportunities for like, you know, my in-person members to, you know, work with me as well.
0: Awesome. That's so great. I love seeing what women business owners and doing yeah. what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's such a light out there in the world right now, because yes. um, one, you know, we need places to go where we that fill our cup and, mm-hmm. you know, I exercise has always been that for me. Yes. Um. So I, I love seeing that. And then um the, the, the big question that I always like to ask um every, everyone that comes on is, is if you could give some advice to, Um, your younger self or the next generation, you know, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Mm, That's a good question. Um, If I could give advice to my younger self, I think my advice would be to love myself. I think I, just on a personal note, I, I didn't think it, you know, coming from the dance world, it's probably more common, but I had a really tumultuous relationship with food growing up. I had, you know, disordered eating behaviors and all of that for a long time. And I just, I just didn't like my body. And I was, you know, I was a skinny kid, but I was short, you know, I wanted the tall ballerina body and I thought it somehow could change my genetics by not eating. But, um, so I think for me, I just, I went for so long, just hating my body and just not loving myself and wishing I looked like somebody else. And, I I look back and think like how much again, we talk about energy, energy was wasted me doing that. And, you know, getting injured, I I ran marathons, went through this chunk of life to where I was running marathons and stuff, getting injured all the time. And, and just really not being present and enjoying like the present moment as much as, as I wish I would have, because I was just, I just didn't, I just didn't like myself. So I think it was a long-winded answer to your question, but I think my advice would be to, to love, to love yourself and to love yourself from the get-go. And I think, I think that's the other thing, the other part of human design, you know, we, we, that we kind of touched on is that it's like, gives you permission to like accept yourself and honor yourself and understand yourself. And, and it just, I think it kind of helps build that like self-love where it's like, okay, like I, I understand myself a little better and how I, and how, why I work certain ways and how I'm wired. And it just kind of helps, Give that permission for you to like accept yourself even more.
0: I think that is that is so beautiful, and it it definitely opens up um, a place where I think so many women and younger athletes, dancers, so many girls suffer in the you know in that body image Mm -hmm. um, place. And so often, I mean, it's it's genetics, right? But what gets into our heads and how it affects our self worth is absolutely life changing.
1: Totally.
0: Um, So, and I, I, my, I wonder what, what was it that started to turn the corner for you?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think part of it was in my early twenties, I, um, I dealt with a lot of digestive issues growing up and, they, you know, I went tons of doctors and colonoscopies and this and that, whatever. And the doctor said it was IBS. It's basically like, they don't know what it is, no help, no nothing. And then I'll tell you what to do for it. So, you know, I educate myself. I read and the older I get, it just kind of, you know, kind of read up more. And so in my early twenties, I read a couple books on the vegan diets and like, maybe this will help. Like, so I was like, tomorrow, I'm going to be vegan. So I cold Turkey next day is like, I'm going to be vegan. So I immediately, I mean, it was in like a week or so I started feeling a difference in my body. And Mm. I think that as much as I knew about the human body, as much as I knew about nutrition, although it was like mostly from like a compulsive place, you know, for a while, I I think that kind of flipped the switch where it's like, Oh wait, like I can use food to like heal my body instead of like tear my body down. Like, okay. So that kind of clicked. And then I think it was some years later. Um, my husband, when we were, when we were dating, um, I think that he kind of helped too. I think he He was the first person I think I I went through a divorce years ago, and I think he was the first person that I felt like I could really be me. And I think I started to learn me better when I was around him. And I think that's the other piece where it's like I I realized like, oh, like I can love myself and take care of myself like and, and that. So I think it was kind of those pieces all together.
0: Oh, I love that. That's a that's a beautiful to see how a relationship can Mm -hmm. be something that's so interdependent Mm -hmm. that helps you realize, you know, the best parts of yourself. Yeah, totally. That's 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 really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I love how your story, I mean, obviously you followed your path and you've listened because everything that you've told me has led you to this place of purpose, right? And you get to help other people because of the path that you've walked. And I think. Honestly, the more people we have out there in the world that are doing that, the better off we're all going to be yeah. yeah, because we all go through these super hard things. And mm-hmm. I always say there's no point in comparing because yeah. we all have a different path and everybody right. has super high, great days and everybody goes through some of the worst stuff, yeah. but comparing those things never help. No. It's just, if we learn when we go through those hard times, the things that we learn from it are really end up being the gold that helps other people.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why we go through them. It's to help other people on this, you know, that end up going through similar things. Like it's, it's the whole reason. That's what I think it's the whole reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful to see you doing that with your business and, you know, making a life out of it. So I, you know, I thank you so much. Um, I love this conversation and, um, I know you mentioned, um, you're on Instagram and we'll put all this in the show notes, but, um, so people can find you on Instagram, your website,
1: Yeah. And then I also have a free Facebook group. Um, it's called live wholesome and healthy, and it's just all things holistic and functional nutrition and some human design sprinkled in. So
0: I yeah. love it. I love it. We might have to check that out. That sounds yeah. right. up My, my daughter and I yeah. so we'll have to check I it love out. It. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this and um, being here today and, uh, for this, what I meant to say conversation. And, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you for listening to What I Meant to Say. If you enjoyed this conversation, you know what to do. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And for more great stories and content, go to BeBetterWithWendyJones.com.